This podcast is part what? of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network what? at www.tpsradio.net. Pod, TPS Radio, Mike, James, we're back. Hell on the Cell coming uh, up. Wrestling viewing figures are down. Mick Foley's got a book coming out, interestingly. Chris Jericho, definitely gone for now, uh, which is depressing. I know. And who cares about Randy Orton and Sheamus? Mike, how you doing? I quite like Sheamus. Yeah, it's the other half of the, in that match. Um. I mean, wrestling WD, uh, TNA rate and TNA television ratings. Well, okay, here we go. Uh, TNA yeah, Impact on. on the 23rd of this month drew a 1.01 cable rating. Okay, so pretty is, standard for them, I suppose. Low. Yeah, it's between. Apparently. It's normally between one and 1.1, isn't it? Really. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. Sometimes a one-two. Yeah. On a good day. A TNA reaction. Uh, 0.53, that's their, their like, thing, I think, I don't know when they have that. WWE Superstars, 0.69, is there any point, Mike? Um, oh, man. It, yeah, WWE Next, uh, this is from the 21st, this month of uh, September, uh, 0.81. That has gone down so much. And wasn't the idea to have more viewers than ECW, which was pretty much drawing a one-ish, you know? Well, I don't want to sound sexist, but the current thing they're doing isn't exactly going to help an all-girl show. Yeah, yeah, yes. I mean, I mean WWE NXT, uh, the concept, when it first, when it was original, it was a good idea. And, yeah. and I mean, I really thought it was basically going to be tough enough, originally. Mm-hmm. And I thought, excellent, that's a really good idea, because tough enough... You know, in the, especially in the first season, did really good ratings, and it got people really interested. In fact, it was so good that the ultimate, uh, the UFC copied the format of Tough Enough and made their own show, The Ultimate Fighter, which is now in its twelfth season. It's so successful, oh, indeed. The Ultimate Fighter just sort of, well, I, I say took the ball and ran with it. It nicked the ball from Tough Enough, and has run and hopped over. Hopped over. Hopped over the garden fence. Hop, hopped over, yeah, indeed. And, uh, well, I think WWE NXT, it, it, the g- good concept, uh, it, when they, in practice, what a load of crap. <laughs> Is yeah, I mean, what... yeah it's, it's been a bit, I mean, to us, NXT, I've no, I, I've no problem with NXT. I think it's perfectly fine viewing. Do you get to see it much? Yeah, I've seen it. And, yeah, it's it's okay. It's But it's a bit like what we say about T, TNA. There's, it had a huge amount on potential, and it probably delivered, half, you know, like 5% of that potential of what it could have been. Oh, I understand. I see. So, so But I, I still, to be honest, with NXT, although maybe it's true that it's not quite what it could have been, but I kind of like it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I, I can understand. It, it's good. Um, but, but put it this way, I wouldn't stay in for the night to watch it. No, no, and I, I wouldn't go out of my way uh, to, like, to watch it either, or you know, even 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 record it. Some I was really interested when it first came out. It was all right. It wasn't amazing, but it's just ended up being really WWE Velocity slash Heat rather than anything else. And dare I say, ECW was more successful than WWE NXT. It's one of those shows NXT right where if you've watched Raw or SmackDown, mm-hmm. or or even if you've been watching Impact right or, or what have you. And uh, you've been you've been watching one of those, and then you think, right, is what's on now? Uh, I, I I'm home for the evening, you know. The kids are out. The cat's been killed. What am I going to watch? And you think to yourself, all right, well, there's NXT on for about an hour. I'll watch that quickly before bed. It's that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's, yeah it's that sort of thing. It's um, not a show where you think, yahoo! It's a show yeah. where you think, it's a show where you think, oh, that'll do. Um, so, WWE, Monday Night Raw, uh, 20th of this month, uh, drew a 2.8 cable rating. That was the lowest rated episode of Raw since the 15th of September, 2008. That is bad. Well, I mean, I believe this week's Raw did a 2 points, well, the most recent one, uh, did a 2.7. Fair enough, that was pre-recorded, as in it wasn't actually going out live, but still... Uh, that's uh, too horrendous. I mean, let's be honest. Raw, you normally averages what I'd say in, in the in the the mid threes, really, isn't it at the moment? And uh, that is yeah. absolutely sh- that is shocking. I mean, that's down probably. I, I mean, it, 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 these days, it, does it still get the mid threes, or is it more like a three point three? Well, it's like I'd about, I think three point three, three point four, three point five, three point six kind of range. Okay. But yeah, I mean, two point eight, two point seven. I mean, there's has to be a reason. So, so, so I'm thinking this. I'm thinking that you and I should become private detectives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll buy the trench coats and the Dick Tracy hats. No one ever watched. No one ever watched that film when it came out. <laughs> uh, I've still got the hats. Not, not really. And uh, and I, I th- I'm far too young. No, I'm not. I think that you and I should become private detectives and try and work out where those ratings went. That's my thinking. What do you reckon? You free this weekend? Yes. Let's find. Yeah. Let's find out where the ratings went. Exactly. Who who kidnapped the? You know what's? You know what's terrible. mm Mm-hmm. Because Don't Agree is all kiddish right now. Obviously, you could maybe see that as a storyline. Who kidnapped the ratings? Who kidnapped the ratings? Oh dear, that's something for the Scooby-Doo gang, isn't it? It is a bit. Like, Scoob, somebody's stolen the raw ratings. Where have they gone? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and and, uh, and Vince Russo says, I would have gone away with it if it wasn't for you blasted kids, come the end of the episode. I would have gone away with it if it wasn't for you pesky, really shit bookers like me. Yes, or dumb fucks that hire me. Ooh, oh, that's a bit harsh, but never mind. I'd have got away with it if it wasn't for you dumb fucks who hired me. Yes. Oh, dear. Uh... Unless Vince Russo is, as we've said before, some sort of age, a secret operative who's been sent into TNA by Vince McMahon to fuck him up. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, uh, there's still people that think uh, he got sent to WCW for the same thing. Conspiracy. No. Too... That's I'm so... ridiculous. I know. It is, isn't it? Uh, but people, you know, conspiracy theorists believe that. Are you into the whole conspiracy theory thing a bit? Because you get some people who are really into it, don't you? Oh, I am when it's a good one. Um, there's like, some like what? some people. There's some people that think I don't that the whole Montreal was a work still. Bollocks. Oh yeah, and uh, well, talking about conspiracies, uh, I'll quickly mention that WWE is to hold a focus group after this string of low ratings. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. talk about conspiracy theories. Have you heard about the whole Matt Hardy trying to get fired? Fired Malarkey. He's basically put, posting YouTube videos about he wants to leave WWE and things like this. I had heard that he wanted to leave, but I didn't know about this. No. No, he's been posting YouTube videos. He's pretty much said it on his Twitter. Um, also, uh, some people are thinking this is also a conspiracy theory, and he will be back on the next live SmackDown, which is this Friday, I believe. So that's tomorrow at time of recording. Wait, hang on, why is that a conspiracy theory? I think I missed a bit. Well, people, but, well, not conspiracy, but people think he's working his fans and everyone, and he would indeed oh. be back. Kind of like, you know, um, uh, whether that's the case or not, I don't know. And Matt Hardy, the once an internet darling, and all these YouTube videos, uh, I think I think they possibly, because of the way he's doing it, he's slagging off WWE, which isn't the best way, Mike, just to go up to the Vinnie Mac and say, look, can I leave? You know, you, you know, please. Instead of uh, trying to do it via YouTube, getting fired. Surely that would be the easiest way to do it. I mean, if he really wants to get out, right? Mm-hmm. Say Vincent Merritt says, uh, "No, I want you to stay here and be a mid carder." Well, that really hurt my throat. Uh, something like that. Say if he says, "No, I want you to stay here." Surely there's got to be stu- there's got to be something he could do to get himself released. You know what I mean? Can't he rob a bank or something? Well, that's what he's doing. He's slagging them off via YouTube uh, and uh, saying that he wants to leave and possibly go to TNA or Ring of Honor and things like that, hoping that will make him leave. I did hear one suggestion. Why doesn't he just smoke some weed? Uh, <laughs> there you go. That'll do. Because yeah, then he'll get fired and have quite a relaxing evening. I'm no. sure Jeff could. I'm sure Jeff could sort him out. Yes, I, I can. He can. You sounded a bit shocked by that. Yeah, no. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Jeffrey uh, wouldn't have any trouble on it. And, and and if he did, Jeff could turn to his friend RVD. Oh, very good point. If anyone's going to sort out, going to help Matt Hardy score, it would be it would be RVD. Excellent. And of course, if RVD doesn't do it anymore, he just has to speak to Sabu, who's now in the same locker room, because apparently they all have deals. Uh, yes. No, definitely. Um... Oh, dear. So while, while we're on the subject of Sabu, right? Oh, yeah. I went on the TNA website the other day, because I haven't seen Impact for a few weeks, right? Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I had a look at, I had a look at that. Uh, at the Twitter website, and to see how the card is shaping up for Bound for Glory. Okay. Which is a week on Sunday. And, those, uh, yeah, of course, it's like their biggest show of the year, so we'll definitely get that bit of coverage, I'm sure. Unfortunately, uh, I might have to watch that one. Oh, I can... Oh, we've got an echo mic uh, down your end. 
An echo down my end. An echo down... Well, that sounds a bit dodgy, doesn't it? Indeed. Well, it could be worse. It could be an echo up my end. I could echo up your end. Yeah, no, definitely. I th- um... Perhaps I should take the microphone out of my anus. <laughs> you reckon that could be a problem? What, your anus? Or yeah. The... Oh, it's gone. Um, no, no, no. Your anus has never been a problem on this show. Ah, oh, wonderful. It's my lovely. Ah, bot- oh, my bottom is a treasure house to you. Yes, it is. A beautiful treasure house. Yay! So. It's had an extension quite recently. <laughs> your anus has had an extension? Yeah, it's called I've Put on Two Stone. Oh, well, that's good. So it's bigger. Excellent. Yeah, more spacious. More, more spacious. Um, more, well, well, talking about anuses, uh, back to TNA. Um... Yes, back to TNA, as we're talking about utter ass. Let me think. Um, yeah, basically, so I was having a look at how the Bound for Glory uh, card is shaping up, and it looks quite groovy so far. There's only, like, a few matches done so far, but they also have pretty There's uh, RVD, the returning RVD versus Abyss. It's sort of a revenge match. Oh. Exactly. You've got uh, the main event of Kurt Angle... Versus Mr. Kennedy versus uh, Jeff Hardy for the vacant TNA World Title. Of that course, sounds... because um, it, it was originally uh, Hulk Hogan was meant to be in a match of Bound for Glory because he's had a recent surgery, literally you know a few days ago. It's not going to be the case. Exactly. I mean, uh, no. it, it was it was back surgery, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, and so he can't do, he can't do it. So indeed, you got. I think the original idea was Hulk Hogan versus Abyss. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the end, they've gone with RVD versus this. I think you got the main event, which sounds all delicious, and then you've got a lethal lockdown match. Yes, lethal lockdown. Lethal lockdown of the ECW crew versus Fortune, which somehow has at least five members. Oh, well, mm. there you go. I mean, I think I think that sounds quite tasty, don't you? Yes. Um, it does. You are barely reacting at all. So, you have to be... I know you hate TNA, but just try try to be excited. Well, I'll be, I will be uh, watching Bound for Glory, so uh, there you go. <laughs> yes, it'll be the first TNA show I've watched from beginning to end for quite some time. We'll review it. We'll probably hope... I'd imagine we'll probably... The pessimist in, in me says we'll trash it, and... Uh, We'll go from there. Having said that, I would much rather be surprised and be... I'd much rather Bound for Glory be an amazing show. Oh, of course, of course. Oh, I mean, it was at one stage where TNA had really shitty TV, but their pay-per-view and their matches were amazing. At the, that's not always the case now, but it was almost a guarantee that when they were started to go a bit crap, their TV was rubbish, but you knew they put on good pay-per-views. Alas, it's not been the case for the last, what, year or two, but... The last year or so, it's it's been it's been generally good television. Uh, well, not always. I think that I, I certainly think the last few months have been generally good television. But then they, but of course, as we said, they overbook a bit. Uh, yeah, that's an understatement. But yes, overbook. Yeah. Else, oh, what was it else I was going to mention? There was something else I wanted to mention. I've completely forgotten it. Yeah, oh yeah, so, so yeah, so we've got, and then, like I said, the, the ECW crew versus Fortune that has somehow five members. Five members. Five members, even though it's spelt F-O-U-R-T-U-N-E. I see. <laughs> I see. 
Exactly. Four tune, five members. Work the fuck that out. Anyway, so yeah, so that's what ha- that, so that seems to be what's going on in the world of TNA. I mean, I'm curious about. I'm a bit curious in TNA about Young Sting, right? Right. Because Sting, obviously, been with the company for for a good few years now, has been great for them. But this last year, I don't think they've had any idea what to do with him. No, they haven't, and. Uh... You got to wonder. I know he signed a contract. You got to wonder if this is all, he's, if he did indeed sign a part-time contract, and if they didn't, then they're completely wasting their money. Yeah, definitely. I mean, basically, his storylines just feel a bit thrown together. I mean, he's randomly tagging up, well, not tagging, but hanging out with Kevin Nash, which is not completely out of the realms of possibility. I guess the Wolfpack connection, obviously. And they're having some sort of feud with Jeff Jarrett, and we've no idea why. Do you care, Mike? Well, I would like to care. If you oh, know well, we'd all like to care about TNA. And you said it before, I said it before, and I've said it, well, something similar a few minutes ago. We would love TNA to be an amazing show. Absolutely. We would love TNA to get it set together and be a beautiful darling of a show. But until then... It's like the Charles that you're disappointed in. And every family has one. You know who you are. Exactly. Exactly. It's not you, though. No. Um, but I will be watching our... Uh, Bound for Glory. Have you got any brothers? Oh, of course, I met your brother. Of course you do. Yeah. One brother. No sisters. That is true. So. Anyway... <laughs> That's the novel. So, yeah, so, so that's what's happening in the world of TNA, I guess. A quick round-up of them. What else, uh, what other news has there been that I have missed? Uh, not an amazing amount. We've got, um, obviously, it's obviously, we've got the viewing thing. Is Mick Foley is uh, releasing a book. I think it's this Friday in America. It comes out sometime in October. Let me, let me see. Let's quickly, let's quickly do a, a road trip uh, to uh, Amazon.co.uk. And let's see when this when this book comes out. It's Mick Foley. It basically documents his time in TNA and when he originally left uh, WWE, if you remember. I think it was 2007 or 2008. No, I think it was 2008. Countdown to Lockdown, a hardcore journal, basically. Um, that's the name of the title. Comes out over here. Uh, doesn't, it doesn't have a date. I, I, I thought it was October. I could be wrong. But you can so, order, you can pre-order it at Amazon at the moment. So basically, it's a book about him leaving the commentary chair. I guess it would be. Yes, that's what it seems to be. And talking about, like, I guess his type, his his little title run, and what he's been doing in Tanar. Yes. Uh, so I think it's the twenty-first of October. It's got here when it's out. So. Well, well, I, I, I don't read very much, right? I mean, obviously, I read like plays and stuff occasionally, you know, because I have to. Sort of thing. I read one the other day, and uh, and all that chalala. But it's, but basically, I have been, I have read most of, or, or maybe about half of Mankind's original book. Have a nice day. Oh, I've sorry. read all of it, and um, yeah, it's 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 a really good book, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, he had a 
follow-up as well. Like the Foley is good. And then he had the Hardcore Diaries, which is the third one. Is, have you read the third one? Yes. Hardcore Diaries. Is it any good? Yes. I thought it was quite good. Some people... It was... It was I, it was somewhat negative about WWE overall. What a surprise! <laughs> yeah, um, but but also you felt very quite honest as well. I mean, the reason I'm asking that is just like with the original two books. Okay. Yeah. He was writing about his whole career, right? Right. Or at least the first one. Thoughts about the time in Japan, the time of Vader, and time with the Continental Wrestling Association, and and stuff like that. All, all these, all these sorts of really cool things, and and all that. And there were some great photographs and that as well. All oh, lovely, 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 lovely. Mm-hmm. But basically, I'm just wondering: is really leave? Is it enough for another? Is it enough material for another book? That's what I'm wondering. Well, yeah, I mean, the Hardcore Diaries was enough, and that was quite short, and I thought that wasn't too bad. So I'm going what? to say yes. He's, going, he's saying yes, ladies. He's saying, well, yeah, cause I think because he's leaving WWE, it depends how much detail that goes in. It's only 300 and something pages, so it's not the, the biggest book in the world. Um, so, But I... That sounds like a fairly similar length to Have a Nice Day, though. Uh, I don't really know, actually, to be honest. Well, that's that's sort of a figure I've got in the air, you know. Yeah, um, I think I think he said in an interview it was shorter. I can't be a hundred and ten percent sure, to be honest. So, uh, but yeah, uh, in in I, I, I think it's interesting, and uh, I'm probably going to buy it. Um, talking about books, Chris Jericho's book comes out, I think. Uh, beginning of next year as well but in terms of McFoley I know what you mean it's a bit it's, it depends what kind of detail goes into it and what actually happened yeah. and how much backstage and you know so uh, the jury's definitely out I suppose so but of course that's true for any release of any description of any kind exactly if McFoley released an album we'd be what to us if it was if he was releasing an album I'd definitely fucking get that well yeah <laughs> uh, you would be the only one, I'm sure. I mean, think about it, right? Could we get together a duet, excuse me, yawning, between... I, I've, I've had a very long day, a lot of uh, loving. Could we put together a duet between Mick Foley and mm-hmm. Randy Savage? Wow. Um, that would be buys, wouldn't it, Mike? That's a fucking power couple there, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yes. Mick Foley and Randy Savage do power ballads. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> Randy oh. Savage and Mick Foley singing Alone by Heart. Oh, that'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Or Is This Love by White Snake? Oh, I can, yes, yes. Kuching, Mike. Kuching. I should have known better than to let you go alone. Oh, yeah. Times like these, can't make it on my own. Oh, yeah! And you, you, you get the idea of that. Oh, no. Oh, yeah! No, definitely, I do I do get the idea. And it's it's a very... I'm full of exciting ideas as well in relation to this. I'm fantastic. Oh, that, that's a hell of a delightful review. 
Yes. Um, so I'm looking forward to the book. I'll probably get it. Once I read it, it probably takes some time. I'm slow. Uh, I'll let you guys that you haven't already read it uh, know what it's like. And there you go. We go from there. Are we going to do a sort of Richard and Judy's book club of wrestling books? You know, that that'd be nice. But unfortunately, it would probably be twice a year the speed I read books. And I don't know about you. You're probably even quick. You're probably quicker than me so yeah so it'll be a book of the year there you go that's right yeah, WWE Pod's book of the year WWE Pod book of the year sponsored by Richard and Judy that would be funny wouldn't it it would be bizarre so, we never know we might even be had a guest on their show well there's a thought yeah have they got a show right now uh pass exactly I don't think I'm, they do but I'm not even sure if they got one, because their show on, on Sky sort of drowned. Did it? Yeah, it didn't go that well. Oh dear. But I don't know what they're doing now, apart from being our official sponsors. Apart from what, for our book club? For our, our, our once club. a year book club episode? Hmm. WWE Pod's Christmas book club. WWE Pod's excellent. I like that. Christmas book club. For some reason, Christmas crossed my mind today. Oh. Well, it's, we're, we're getting close to it, aren't we? Do you ever think I wouldn't mind a year off? What, of life? Christmas. No, I love it. You, I'm a am big I fan. Am I miserable, Sod? You are, you are Ebenezer Scrooge, Mike. Oh, dear. I know. I, was on, I had an offer to play Scrooge once for a tour. I think you'd make a good Scrooge. I do too. I said yes, but then I eventually had to put. Then I eventually pulled out. What of, is that? of the Scrooge play or of the director? Of the, oh, you pulled out of the director. I pulled out of the director. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, there you there you go. Uh, the rumours of the casting couch are true, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, they're very true. I I actually bought the casting couch. So I'm lying on it right now. That is amazing. Anyway, um, before before this gets any darker, moving on. We can get... Oh, you want to get darker? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Well, if you say so. Conservat- <laughs> Conservative James has reared his head. The David Cameron of WW Pod. <laughs> the Dave... Oh, that, that, yes, yes, the David Cameron of WW. I like that. So, um... Does that, does that make me Nick Clegg or Ed Miliband? If you're Nick Clegg, you are my bitch. All right, I'll, I'll go with that. Excellent. Um, so, so WWE, as you say, have a pay per view coming very soon. Yes, they did. Uh, they do. They WWE did. Hell in a Cell. That's not how you usually say it. Hell in a Cell. Is that is that good? Oh, that was fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, Hell in a Cell. Yes, it was a bit bizarre. So, Hell in a Cell 2010. Uh, This weekend, um, a two-week build, uh, all recorded, well, well, on the Raw side in one night, I believe, because, you know, it's uh, that pre-recorded Raw and the live one that went out. Why did they pre-record it? I think they're normally because Ah! they're... Ah! Oh, my God. Um... Carry on. Excellent. Uh, Helena, so, because I think they probably were going on tour, that's why. 
Oh, because, okay. because it doesn't make sense recording a Raw in another country, obviously, does it? I mean, they could have recorded it on the Monday they went on tour, the Sunday, in another country. You know, if you're going to do it, well, I always think that's nice. Something TNA never do when they come to England is record their Impact episode, and for the last two years they haven't done it, despite the fact that it would make sense, and you have quite possibly the most rabid TNA crowd going at the moment when they come to, when they come to England, because I've been there. Indeed, indeed, it's where it's where we deliciously met, and uh, yeah, I mean, TNA can sell ten thousand tickets in this country, and they still don't do television here. It's fucking weird, is what it is. Yeah, all they got to do is a special impact, make it, you know, and make it like a. a- or once a year going to England, make it a special because of the matches they put on, and they put a match with the title and stuff. Um, yeah. And let's be honest, worst case scenario, it's going to do a one point zero. It's true because the fans are so loyal; they're always going to be there for that. Exactly, you know, and, and because of the the extra, the fact that it's England and the fact that men might, might be a title, and they, you know, I mean, you went this year and they had a. Ultimate X match, didn't they? They did indeed. I remember watching Suicide yelling, please don't die. It was marvellous. Excellent. See? Brilliant. But, 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 the same, but, the, but sadly, he did. He did that. <laughs> um, so, Hell in a Cell, 2010. We've got... In, um, before, we, yep. before we get into the matches, Ms. Ireland, mm-hmm. what we also have, as you mentioned, is a two-week build. What the hell is going on? Well, I mean, this is a... <sighs> Argue, I did say the Kane Undertaker definitely their their feud suits ahead in a cell, but everything other than that, once again, I think in hindsight, I might be going back on a few of my words here. Mike, we've mentioned it before, we've mentioned it again now. Yeah. By doing these stupid stipulation pay per views, have they booked themselves into a corner with some of these matches? Well, uh, let's hear the matches. Well. Okay, I don't know. I don't even know which one to take place in in, in, in itself for sure. I th- just think it's the two championship matches. But Daniel Bryan, John Morrison, and The Miz in a triple threat submissions count anywhere match. What the hell? Only one guy actually has any actually has a submission, and that's Daniel Bryan. That's slightly random. Why just not make it a triple threat falls count anywhere? I don't understand. Submissions count anywhere. Yes, it's a bit strange, really. I mean, it could be an interesting one. But you know, well, you're not going to get any 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 near falls, though, are you? Like you normally get in a triple threat. Well, not. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That. Oh yeah. That kind of takes away the excitement in a way. Well, I mean, you could get a near tap, but yeah, it it does take away from the excitement. Having said that, it could be. You know, this time next week we could be talking about a very amazing match. It, well, with with those three, it's always possible. Yeah, so, um, and if it is a submissions count anywhere, could get quite interesting, couldn't it, in, in terms of what they're going to do, what they're going to use to help with their submissions. I mean, this could be, you know, a hardcore submission match. Hardcore submission match. I like the sound of that. Oh, exactly. Um, uh, uh, who, well, who do you expect to win this match? I reckon that... Uh... Well, it certainly won't be Morrison. It certainly won't be Morrison. That'd be completely random. I don't think it's going to be the Miz. No, I, it's I, going to be I Daniel think, Bryan. I think Bryan will keep it. Yeah. Right, Kane versus the Undertaker, and oh, uh, with this? Paul Bearer. 
Oh yeah, I saw that. Isn't that yep. brilliant? Paul Bearer is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And in this very studio. So, um, <laughs> I think this. <laughs> I think this is the one match. I, I'm fine. I'm fine, Mister Bearer. How are you doing? Oh, the same as same as usual. Is your Undertaker gonna beat Kane? Yes. Excellent. And is Kane going to lose? Yes. And are you excited to be back? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, I think this is the one. This is the one match where a Hell in a Cell definitely makes sense. How's your mother? So my my mother's. Absolutely fine, Mr. Bearer. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, excellent. Uh, is, is there anything you'd like to ask me? No. Oh. Holy, I, I, I There yes. you go. Yes. Oh. Yes. So, so there is something you'd like to ask me. And what would that be? How's your father? My father's absolutely fine, Mr. Bearer. Um. So, uh, uh, how's the urn, by the way? Are you looking after it for The Undertaker? Yes! 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 <laughs> excellent. Excellent stuff. So, for the World Heavyweight Championship, the only Hell in a Cell on this card that actually makes any sense, in my opinion, Kane versus The Undertaker. I reckon The Undertaker's going to win. You reckon this is going to be the one where he wins the feud? It makes sense, doesn't it? It does make sense, but I, I'm not convinced myself. I tell you what, it would be quite the swerve if he doesn't. It would be amazing. And I it, mean... Yeah, sorry. No, no, it's just having him win at Thingy, Night of Champions, was just delicious, as I said on here before, because it was so... It's just, I mean, I sort of expected it, but it, was, but it was just so delicious to know that most of the fans didn't, and that they're actually swerving people again a bit, which is terrific. So I'm not entirely convinced. Oh, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. I wasn't really factoring in the Paul Bearer-ness. Well, I mean, what could happen is Paul Bearer, we could have a Vince Russo-type swerve in, and he could go with Kane. He, he could turn. Yes. I think that's what they should do. I don't know if it's what they will will do. Yeah, let's, let's go with Paul Bearer turning on The Undertaker and siding with Kane. And Undertaker loses and farts. I tell you what, this it would be good. You've got The Undertaker versus Kane. Paul Bearer screws The Undertaker. And then well, you've got WWE bragging rights, I think, the next pay-per-view. But I would, might save it, perhaps, for the Survivor Series to have the, the, the ultimate match where we have a buried alive match to end the feud. Kane loses. Kane's buried alive. And then, Mike, at the Royal Rumble, Kane comes back with his mask. What do you think? Love it. Love it. Love it. They won't do it, though, will they? No. No. <laughs> Love it. No. no, no, no. Exactly. So I am going to keep it interesting and say Kane. I'm going to say The Undertaker. Having said that, I like you. I, I love your idea about it being Kane. So, and I think this is the one match that I probably care about the most on this card. Really? Yes, this is my... And I will be honest with you, really, looking at the way they've built things up, looking at my, well, my interest, and even on Raw, they haven't really built Orton Seamus 
too much, but... Andy, but well, well, they've been... Orton Sheamus has been brewing for months, I think. Oh, yeah, it's been brewing for months, but they've already had a match. Um, Randy Orton looked at... Well, basically, he he used the punt of doom, didn't he, for Chris, poor Chris Jericho, sending him out. And, uh, and then, uh, obviously, Randy Orton finished Raw looking the stronger one, going into the pay-per-view. As you know, the babyface champion looking looking the strong looking strong, which is quite rare. If history has anything to do with it, in terms of winning the match, you mean because usually the heel gets the heat going into the show. Yes, more often than not. I agree. I agree. But Would... let's be perfectly honest. This is Randy Kenneth Orton, or whatever, or whatever his middle name is. It could be. Shit, that's all I know. Well, well, I mean, I mean, uh, I'm sure people aren't blaming him for the 2.7 or 2.8, um, um, uh, but it doesn't look good, does it? I mean, this is a 2.8 they got after a championship change. After Orton, who probably is one of their hottest uh, wrestlers at the moment in terms of crowd reaction, this is after a championship change, and they have a 2.8 Raw mic. It's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, you think of when Edge won the title, the spike he got. Ridiculous. Yep, yeah, yeah they, and they had their biggest ratings in years. Um, so, it, I'm not saying Orton's a foul champion. I hope not for his sake. Yeah, I know, I don't like him. He's not my favourite person. But, uh, if it continues, is it Randy Orton, or is it just that wrestling's really crap at the moment, Mike? Wow, that's a tricky question. It seems that if, I mean... If we're going to go with public opinion on this, and by public opinion I mean the ratings, it seems that the wrestling is a bit is a bit weird right now. Although I'm, I'm and Orton isn't necessarily the right guy to resurrect it. No, but which... let's, but let's be perfectly honest. I mean, are you happy with War right now? I don't think it's that bad at all. It's not bad. It's not. It's far from great, but it's not. It's uh, not at TNA levels. <laughs> let's say. What TNA levels are bad? Yes. Okay, I'm um, just, just checking that for a minute you hadn't like completely changed and gone mad. No, I was going to say it's good, but it's not TNA good. No, yeah, it's not TNA. Having because now this makes me wonder. Randy on looking strong. Having said that, I can't see him losing against Sheamus. Now, no, does the Miz then cash in his money in the bank? Wow! Wow, that would be fantastic. It's so tricky to know when is the right time to do it, isn't it? Yes, and you know what? I've got a feeling. Let's be honest. In my opinion, Kane versus Undertaker, normally, Hell in a Cell, I'm kind of thinking, normally that should be the last match, yeah? Yes. Now, if Randy Orton versus Sheamus is the last match, I'm thinking... Then Miz Miz will come out. I reckon. What do you reckon? I reckon you're right. I reckon you're absolutely right. Now, it depends on how their triple threat submission count anywhere match actually goes to be honest earlier in the night but then again let's be honest 2006 uh, 2006 or 2000 yeah 2000, Edge did the, exactly the same thing didn't he for his money in the bank he had a match at the beginning of the pay-per-view and then cashed it in later <laughs> so, did he have a match at the start of the show uh, yeah against Ric Flair for the Intercontinental Championship where he basically got himself disqualified on purpose by using his briefcase ah and then, obviously, come the end of that match, he uh, cashes money in the bank in. And that is, that's going down as history. as one of the most shocking moments to conclude a pay-per-view. 
It was great, wasn't it? It really was great because you actually had forgotten about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you knew the briefcase was there, but it was definitely in the back of your mind, wasn't it? And then Vincent Man comes out, lifts up, and Edge was possibly WWE's biggest biggest face that night because John Cena was. This was, I think, when he was at his most disliked through most of the fans. Seemingly, yes. Um, Edge got a hell of a reception. It was in. Was it in Puerto Rico that show? I don't know. I know it was New Year's Revolution, wasn't it? I know I one of the new, I know one of the New Year's Revolutions was in Puerto Rico. Okay. Because I remember an interview with Mohammed Hassan on it. Whatever happened to him? Um, he was gone by then. Uh, Mohammed Hassan. Well, he was. Uh, he lost against the Undertaker, didn't he? At um, the Great oh, American yeah. Bash. 2000 and I think five, I'd like to say. And basically because of his gimmick and because of the London bombings and their complaints that, um, that, you know, his, his storyline was reaching its peak during the London bombings. They took him off uh, TV and got rid of him. And let's be honest, um, rightly or wrongly, he potentially was, you know, WWE's one of WWE's biggest heels at the time. It seems that you and I have heard different things, my dear. Oh, okay. I never knew about any of that and the complaints about the London bombings. I never knew any of that. No, yeah, because I think the storyline peaked around the London London bombings with this whole, um, well, you know, it's, it's, it's not hard to imagine why people might have been a bit upset with this character. Put it that way. I heard, right, mm-hmm. that it was, uh, that all it was was, was that he quit because he just wasn't in love with wrestling. I mean, and, and, he, and, he, and he went to be an actor. I heard he was going to be an actor. You heard that too? Hmm. Hmm. This is a tricky one. Yes. Who's, boys and girls, who do you believe? Email us at www.podcast at googlemail.com or follow us on Twitter at www.pod. There you go. Um, so, Mohammed Hassan, uh, who do you think is going to? So, what do you think is going to happen in that in the, in the uh, championship match? Orton, yeah, Sheamus. Orton, Sheamus. Yep. Oh, dear. <laughs> I've never been a fan of burps. Farts, I find very funny, but I'm not. I've never even been into burps. You know, you are. Uh, well, we'll see about that. Oh, I see. Fair enough. But then again, you're the same way with uh, kittens, and I will change your mind. Excellent. Mm. I look look forward to it. Uh, Orton. I'm going to agree with you on this one and go with Orton. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to go, I think, Orton, but then I think the Miz might come out. Okie dokie. We'll go with Orton and possibly the Miz. Excellent. So, all right. So we have got those two. What else is put for the show? Well, the, the other thing I've got down um, is Wade Barrett versus John Cena with that stipulation. Oh, of course. Now I don't like this stipulation one fucking bit. No, nor do I. Um, and, and if Cena does lose and joins the next, is like, uh, why? Why? It's not like he's a, you know. And if you do what they say, you're just a mug. I just don't. It's just full of full of. It's a load of crap from these angles. I remember thinking the exact same about the Mysterio. You know, joining joining the straight edge society angle at WrestleMania, I thought it was a bit silly. I remember you saying the same, yeah, because 
he could lose the match and say, you're joining the Australian exercise. He just goes, nope. Yeah, well, that's what you should do, but obviously he's not, and he's going to do what they say. If he did, it's just—I just think it's all a bit very, it's all a bit silly. It's just got silly. Yeah, yeah, it is, and uh, and let's be honest, this 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 uh, storyline was used for, on SmackDown at WrestleMania, and it, and you know this is what six months ago they're rehashing it. Dear oh dear oh dear oh dear. Exactly, not good. Not impressed, WWE. So we got, if John Cena wins, the Nexus must disband. Mm-hmm. And if Wade Barrett wins, John Cena has to join Nexus. Mm-hmm. They, they just make it so obvious sometimes. I don't, I don't get it. At least give us a bit of something to go with. Agreed. Just weird. Yeah, I, just, I, don't, I don't I struggle to understand it all, Mike. You struggle to understand it all. Yes. Hmm. How can I explain it better to young James? Let me think. I think it might be best if I explain it through the gift of song. Go for it. Okay. Let me see that. The gift of song. Let me just find a little thing here. Dee, 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 dee. Dee, 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 dee. Just getting a bit of a backing track. <laughs> it's all very professional here. Oh, of course. Of course. Ladies and gentlemen, the gift of a song from me to you and to anyone else who, frankly, would like to listen. Oh, my goodness. to know. Right. How did they come up with that gimmick? Oh, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, it just seems a little random. Because right? you, th- you know, um, uh, oh god, I thought it was that. Zack Ryder, yeah? Yeah. I remember watching, watching Raw one time, and he'd taken off the silly goggles and the headband and all that, right. and he looked, he looked fucking scary, right? He looked like he could rip my head off and piss down my throat. And sort of that thing. Even though he's only 210 pounds, he's a built 210 pounds, you know? Yeah, and I, I, I won't mess with you 210 pounds, yeah. Exactly, that sort of thing. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, but based, even though I actually weigh 220 pounds, but I don't look like Zach Gowan, so there we are. Thank God I'm tall. So basically, with Zach Gowan, he's clearly a guy where if you met him on a dark night, he would be fucking scary, right? Right. 
as as is true for most wrestlers, because although they don't look on TV, they're all bigger than your average man, aren't they? Yes. Disco Inferno, or, or Glenn Gilberti, to give his real name, I'm going to assume he's of a similar bracket. This is a guy who, for his living, takes a hell of a lot of punishment and dishes out quite a bit of pain as well. He's he's got a, he had a good physique, clearly a bit of muscle, uh, sort of thing. The right proteins and all that, Buff Bagwell, what have you. And basically, he's giving you know Ted Turner or Eric Bischoff more likely looked at you and said, "Dancing, I'm going to give you fucking dancing." Where do they get their ideas? Um, no idea. There was a character who some of you may... I, I, knowing you, James, you may well remember this guy. There was a character called Who, right? Mm-hmm. You remember Who? You remember Who? No. Who was around in about 1996. Oh, okay. He was actually Jim Neidhart under a mask, under a hood, right? Excellent. Yeah, sort of thing. And here's a character called Who. And uh, Who would come down to the ring and do his thing. And uh, eventually, Who started wrestling a bit and all was fine. And uh, after a while, they decided that they were going to debut out, his debut, his tag team partner. <laughs> What? Oh dear. A tag team of who and what? <laughs> and what was happening on WCW at the same time? The birth of the NWO. Good stuff, Mike. And somehow who and what didn't take off? No, surely not. It never took off, and Jim the Anvil Nightheart was future endeavoured or, or went to WCW for whatever reason not long afterwards. There was another character around that time, or it, it might have actually been who, I can't remember. Oh, God, what was his name? Oh, Jesus, help me out here, James. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. Anyway, there was a. Oh, it was it was it was Mantar. It might be Mantar. Oh, God, I remember that Mantar. Oh my goodness! Mantar had a papier-mâché head, I believe. Well, he was part. Okay, get this right, Mantar. Yeah, the idea yeah. being, he was part Minotaur, part man. Right? Okay. That's what they said. Now, what's a Minotaur? A Minotaur is like a Greek creature. Isn't yes, it? part man, part bull. Do you see oh, my point? Do you see where they went wrong? Do you see where they went wrong, Mike? So they go with a part man, part bull, part man. <laughs> Essentially, yes. I thought a Minotaur was part man, yeah. There you go. Um... <laughs> well, then just, just call the city fucking Minotaur and be done with it. <laughs> Silly asses. Anyway, so you had them, and basically Mantar had this big papier-mâché head, or sort of thing. Yeah. But what nobody thought was, how the hell is he going to get into the ring? 
when Mantar first debuted, he had this big head. And they and he would and when he had his first match, he had this big intro, he walked down the ramp, down the aisle or whatever, and couldn't get in the ring. Oh my god. Because he would try and squeeze in between the ropes and the and the mask thing would fall off. And he wasn't huge, so he couldn't step over the top. He couldn't get in the ring. Where do they get their ideas from? Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> talking about ridiculous things like that, you must, you must ask for the show. I'm sure you've heard of it before. You know Botchamania? Oh, yes. I love I love watching that, don't you? Botchamania is a bit of a laugh, yeah. It's fantastic. Anyway, yeah, I don't know, but... Um... <laughs> oh, Manta. Manta. Um, I've got. I've just got an interesting thing up. Yeah, I bet you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> SummerSlam buy rate. Oh yeah. Right for the last five years. You interested? Oh, oh yeah, of course. Excellent. Two thousand six. Yeah. Co- carry on. Go on. SummerSlam. This is probably their second or third biggest pay per view of the year, depending. Yeah. You know. You know. Um. SummerSlam two thousand six. 529,000 buys, right? Okay. SummerSlam 2007, 537. Woo! I know. This is total buys, I believe, worldwide, not just domestic. Uh, SummerSlam 2008, 477,000. SummerSlam 2009, 369. What the? SummerSlam 2010. 350,000. Now, you look at the domestic, yeah? SummerSlam 2006 was 61% domestic, meaning from the USA, in our case. SummerSlam uh, 2007 was 66% domestic buys, as was 2008, 66% domestic. 2009 was 63% domestic. So they're kind of consistent, really, aren't they? And they're domestic. In that sense, yes. However, 2010... 56% 56% domestic. Oh. Uh, um, proof that, wow, WWE, Mike, where have the buys gone? We need the detectives again. We, we do need the detectives. Uh, if, as shareholders in the WWE, Mike, are we concerned? I think we are. We, <laughs> I think we're very concerned and we'll be bringing this up at the next meeting. Well, interestingly, SummerSlam 2010 cost $45, where 08 and 09 cost 39 well, 95 you know, $40. So it's gone up. Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in, in England, it's what, £15, isn't it? 15 quid, yeah. Which is about, I'd say, 30... I'd say about 30... Thirty yeah, so dollars, maybe, 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 30, maybe thirty to thirty-five dollars. I think it's thirty, maybe even a few less now, obviously, because the economy's up the shitter. Yeah, um, but yeah, give or give or take a few dollars around the thirty. Yeah. So we're paying, I'd say, you know, I've got a f- less than our American cousins. We certainly are paying less than our American cousins. So interesting. I would be concerned if I was WWE, and let's be honest. Uh, how good is their Night of Champions going to be? Then two weeks later, they've got their um, Hell in a Cell. 
And then, I think, th- correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's three weeks later, they've got yeah. bragging rights. See, this is the thing, right? The reason, because Vince McMahon, uh, quite famously, well, I suppose, wanted to reduce the number of pay-per-views. But the shareholders said nine. I would have said yes as a shareholder at the time, wouldn't you? Now that we're shareholders, we can concur with Mr. McMahon. Yeah, I I agree. One a month is absolutely fine. Hmm. I think that's the best way of doing it once a month. It's simple. You know where you are. It's enough time to build it up. Yeah, go with it. Exactly. It's not going to hurt anyone. Um, One a month, definitely. I mean, I'd even be happy. I mean, I do think, to be honest, TNA, they would do better if they had one every two months, in my opinion. Ah, this again, yes. But in terms of WWE, yeah, one a month I think is absolutely fine. And, you know, go from there and see what happens. I know what you mean, because the shareholders, what, you said they didn't want to, um, because it would mean less money coming in. Exactly. Whereas, obviously, Vincent Mann is thinking about his product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I'd imagine if you, if you do one a month and you increase your, the quality of TV and programs, yeah, you are going to, I think, overall, you're going to make more money. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, uh, of merchandise and that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been more documented that pay-per-view numbers are down, and they're going down, and it continues to go down on the whole. It's been well documented by us. Yeah, yeah. So, and WWE need to do something. I mean, and stupidly, their bragging rights, uh, I believe it's on the same weekend... Uh, yeah. As uh, no. not at the same time as a uh, UFC's uh, UFC pay per view featuring Brock Lesnar for their for their heavyweight title, which uh, normally could do close to a million buys. Oh, that is not good. That's so that's going to kill him, isn't that, it? That is not good planning on their part. No, well, it's not good planning having having a pay per view two weeks <laughs> from each other. Um, so, and that's I reckon not the best idea either. Yeah, when it, when we when we look at the buy rates for the uh, September October. Uh, pay-per-views, it's, they're going to get ruined, aren't they? You know that we've got our share. Yes. Is there a way, because, you know, as you said, the sharehold, the shareholders did Is there a way that now that we have our foot in the door, because you don't hear about people who take over football clubs and things, mm-hmm. these, yeah, these billionaires or whatever, the way they seem to do it a lot of the time, if they haven't got quite enough to start with, yeah. is that they buy the shares off other shareholders and expand their portfolio or whatever it's called. Yeah. Do you think you and I could do that? That'd be nice, wouldn't it? You never know. It's possible. I wouldn't know how to go about it. But... Oh, excuse me. Have... Sorry? Excuse me. Ah. I wouldn't have a fucking clue how to go about it, but it does sound like fun. Yeah, and we do get to vote on stuff, so, as shareholders. Very true. So, there you go. And, and when we do receive a vote through the post, um, assuming we do, um, we will let you listeners know. As soon as we expand our portfolio and slowly take over the company, we'll let them know about that as well. Yes, <laughs> excellent stuff. Ooh. I oh, yeah. like pasta. You like pasta? 
you like pasta? I had I, I, I had pasta for uh, for dinner. Was it delicious? Oh, I enjoyed it. Bit of sauce, bit of cheese? I like cheese. Oh, cheese is amazing. Um, I've had it too much recently because I'm a vegetarian and uh, to, to help with my protein and stuff, cheese is quite important to me. Um, unfortunately, it's not exactly the best thing because I probably eat more cheese than the average person. Yeah. Uh, it's, in terms of that, it's not exactly good, is it? But mm, Yeah, that's true. That's true. But tell me this. If you could only have one cheese, what would it be? Probably cheddar. You go with the you go with the good old fashioned cheddar. Yeah, it's got to be. I'm afraid. Although I would be, I'd be a bit torn because I do love my cheddar cheese sandwiches, but uh, at the same time, I am gorgeously in love with Roquefort. 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 I love my blue cheese. Oh, nice. Mm. Although, although Rockford's one of those ones that's so blue, it's actually sort of green. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, it's fucking marvellous. You and I should go out for a Rockford night. Yes, we should. And, and when we finally get round to having our first WW Pod competition, the winner can come out with me for a night of cheese. Yum. Wouldn't that be marvellous? That would be lovely. The only thing we need to think of is a competition. My general knowledge isn't bad. How's your general knowledge, James? Crap, but I'm sure you. I'm sure. I'm sure you could come up with with a wrestling competition. A wrestling competition. Ah, was okay. Well, let's see. Uh, all right, I've got one idea. That's a bit obvious. Okay. How many wrestlers can you... How many wrestlers can you... Excellent start, Mike. How many wrestlers can you suck off in one hour? No! Oh, my God. (laughs) The person, male or female, who sucks off the most wrestlers in one hour and has a mint will have... A night out with me and some cheese. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Yes, you do. You want to enter the competition? Yes, so I can eat your cheese. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um. <laughs> I say. Yes. So you can eat my, smell my cheese. Thank you. That's no problem. I tell you what, I can see if we got any cool emails quickly. Let's see now. Entertain the people for a minute. Cool emails. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. No. Um. So cool emails. What way to go? I'm looking. Uh... You looked at the well. <laughs> no, I just completely lost it. Are you well, rambling a bit today? Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, I am. I am. I am rambling a bit. Couldn't tell you why, but I am. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. Fucking disgrace. I know. Oh, let's see now. Uh, D-D-D-D. What? On... Oh, that's something from Twitter. Okay. Um... 
Mm, no, that's boring. Uh, that's for, uh, <laughs> yeah, read that. Uh, so I take it. I take it. There's there's um nothing of note. Honestly, not really. No. Oh dear. Well, never mind. There's something from somebody called Ashton Kutcher who wants to apologise for his hosting of Raw. Fair enough. There's also somebody called Dennis Leary. Is that his name? Who, you remember that guy who hosted Raw? Yes. Who, you know, the, you know the one I mean, right? Yep. Oh, wasn't he fucking, tr- fucking dreadful? Yes. He has sent us an email asking me to uh, stop firebombing his relatives. Which I think is rude. I, I agree. Very rude. Very rude. Extremely rude. Extremely, extremely rude. Now, I'm now going to check the Twitter to see if we have any... Yeah, I haven't done a Twitter post, actually, for, for a little bit. What should I say? Um, describe Hell in a Cell, pay for you coming up, in one sentence, your feelings about it. There you go. Okay. How's it going? Uh, having a bit of trouble. I do. My fingers are falling off. That that that, that doesn't help when it comes to the typing, does it, Mike? No. It's not the best. <laughs> no. Far far from okay. it. Um. Okay, hell in the cell in one sentence. Uh... Got it. Excellent. Good stuff. The end of Nexus, but the birth of the Miz. Ooh, that'd be good. I mm. like that. You like I, that? I do like that. That's good. Because if we're right, and we probably are, we, we probably am, it could be the night. I was quite pleased with what I did a couple of weeks ago in here. I said, any wrestling fans out there fancy a panini? Because I can get you paninis. You want I'm, Matt Hardy's panini? I like paninis. Not Matt Hardy's, but I do like paninis. I had a panini for lunch today. Did you? I did. Did it have cheese in? Mo- did... Yeah, mozzarella cheese. I like mozzarella cheese, actually. That's probably my second favourite cheese. Wow. In fact, I like cheese so much, when I finish this, I'm going to watch my Ultimate Fighter and eat a cheese on toast. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So, lovely English cheese. Lovely English cheese. Anyway, talking about cheese, Helen Cell, before we go, do you have anything to say to our fans? Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked about a few very topics tonight. But one thing we've talked about is cheese. Now then, with cheese, it's one of those things that takes a while to prepare. Okay? You have to let the milk curdle and then go hard and whatever. Sometimes some people add spices to it. Some people even add fruits to it. I remember a little while ago, I had this thing, white Stilton and apricot cheese. It was shit. 
But I digress. Let me think now. With wrestling, sometimes it takes a while to prepare as well. A lot of effort goes into the shows. Vincent Mann famously is like the first car. His is, I'm not saying he's a car. That is it, man. Go, imagine driving a Vince McMahon. That's the noise it makes. You get it anyway. Anyway, fucking, anyway. Fucking? No, I'm just now, I'm doing a podcast. Anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway. What was I talking about? Cheese, that's it. If you think of cheese as being like a wrestling company, you need to give it time, you need to give it space, they need to have very talented people working with it for it to work. What I'm saying is this. With wrestling, we should appreciate their efforts. Yes, sometimes there'll be things that we don't agree with. There'll be things you don't understand. But sometimes there'll be things of great beauty. And sometimes there'll be things that just taste too good. You'll never go back to mild cheddar. My friends... Give wrestling the time it deserves. Give wrestling time to be good. Don't jump down the throat if they make one mistake. And always, always finish your panini. Good night, everyone. Remember, Stilton apricot cheese. P.F. <laughs>